0: This is Live All well Talk on Donate Life, Andrea's Organ Donation Story. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at U Point Health, St. Luke's Hospital. Observed in the month of April is National Hope Month to bring awareness to the benefit of hope. And I think it's interesting that the corollary to that or the related month, National Month, is organ donation. And uh, joining me today to raise awareness about organ donation is an organ donor. And we're, we're going to talk about the importance of this. Probably one of the greatest self-sacrifices you can make for a loved one or someone you don't even know. Uh, Andrea Hunters joining me today, this patient access lead at Jones Regional Medical Center. Uh, so she's the smiling face. Uh, she leads the those people that may meet you at the front door. And also joining me today is uh, Eric Briesmeister, Jones Regional Medical Center CEO and the Iowa Donor Network Chairman of the Board. Andrea, Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Arnold. You know, I I I love to tell the story uh, when Elizabeth, Libby, my oldest, was getting her uh, her driver's license. The lady's like, "Organ donation?" She goes, "No, no, I want to keep all mine." <laughs> and uh, I I always, I always thought that was funny, you know. But uh, but this, but I, I I have friends that have donated organs. I have friends friends and patients that obviously received organs, and uh, you know, I get the. Uh, send out uh, notes to the physicians when they participate in organ donation at end of life issues that you know a trauma or whatnot. Um, and it's it is it is truly saving multiple lives. But uh, Andrew, I want to hear your story about your experience with organ donation,
1: yeah. so so first of all, I want to say when your when your daughter, with that with her license, I, I was that person. I at one time had marked no, that I didn't wanna give an organ, even in the case of death. Um, I would have never thought that someday I would give one away while I was still alive. So, um, I found out about someone, an acquaintance um, through Facebook. Her mom had shared a post that she was in need and I knew right away that it was something that I needed to do. I. Um, had heard about her um, previous struggles that she had been through and found out that there was a need. So I signed up and I got tested. It took um, about six months of testing before we found out that I was a match and was going to be able to go through with the donation process.
0: So that 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 process of testing, you mentioned testing. uh, Is it just to make sure that the organs would match or is there other uh, things that are evaluated? You know, perhaps uh, Year, but your other general health, etc. Yep.
1: So, um, very, very rigorous testing to make sure that, first of all, that I was healthy enough to donate and then okay. that that Lisa and I would be a match. So, yes, there was lots lots involved in the process.
0: What was the hardest part of it?
1: Um, I would say that the biggest struggle for me was um, just trying to stay healthy during COVID. I have a, a family and young people and they're active in the community, and I was just terrified um, that I was going to get sick and do something to, you know, delay or possibly stop the, the procedure. So um, once I made it through that part, I was good.
0: Interesting. And, and how long did it take to recover? Because I know people are listening to this podcast, and they're going, you know, I can mentally get around donating my organ. I just don't know if I'm tough enough to recover from it. You know what I mean, mentally. Right. So tell so, me about
1: that. Um, they say four to six weeks is kind of a, a normal recovery. I was I was off work for about five and a half weeks, and then came back to work part time for a couple of weeks. But yeah, so it definitely was not something that I ever could have pictured myself doing. But I am so very thankful that I did, and that I was able to be a part of it.
0: And the recipient of the, of the donation, that person's doing well, and this has helped?
1: She is. She's, she's doing very well. So, um, organ the organ donation has given her back about 15 hours a week of her life. She no longer is on dialysis. She was doing it three days a week. Um, she, all kinds of energy now, and she's able to live her life.
0: What a gift. I mean, it, I mean, dialysis is just like you said, fifteen hours a week, sitting in a chair, um, and uh, just not fun, particularly for a younger person. And, and has right. any sort of uh, life and schedule and busyness, with, uh, you really uh, you change you truly have changed someone's life, and um, you are uh, on some level kind of a hero to to, to donate your organs. Um, and I think that's really cool. I, I'm always impressed with organ donation Hi. stories.
1: I very much like to think that I'm an ordinary person who was presented with an extraordinary opportunity. And and,
0: and by the way, that's the definition of a hero, someone <laughs> that acts in a certain situation and delivers. Uh, so truly, you are a hero in that respect. Eric, you're not really a hero. Uh, <laughs> I know you might think you are, but uh, you're not. And the last thing that you needed was to join another board. I mean you're busy so tell us why you joined the organ donation board
2: you know uh i became familiar with organ donation through a through a friend um you know this has been uh, I, I, so many years ago uh he lost his five-year-old and his five-month-old there was an accident and uh and he made the decision you know when they when they passed that they would be organ donors and and just seeing what it meant to to troy and his family to be able to make some sense out of that tragedy and and to have some semblance of value and, and provided them some solace you know that they wouldn't have been able to find anywhere else you know and that impacted you know many many lives uh in a really positive way so so to see that tragedy and to to see some positive come out of it i you know as a as a tribute to my to my friend and and his loss i thought if there's something i can do to to positively impact that situation and make it better for for organ donors and recipients and then that's what I would do and and so that's how I got it involved with the board.
1: What
0: what what is the elevator
2: uh speech uh on why someone should donate an organ or be an organ donor? Oh, elevator speech. You're not giving me much time there. There's lots of reasons. I mean, it's all of course very personal. Um the the decision to donate, but I think the the two things that kind of resonate with me and I think with, you know, the, the as the chair of the board, some of the donor families we get to talk to are Number one, and I think you mentioned at the beginning, just and Andrea mentioned it too, just just being able to help, um, you know, to help someone either that you know, or, or even that you don't know, right, through organ or tissue donation, um, you know, because the need is great. You know, right now in Iowa, there's almost 600 people on the waiting list waiting for organ donation, over 100,000 nationwide. Um, so the need is great. I think the other thing then is is you know, in the midst of tragedy, like I mentioned with my with my friend Troy, um, you're able to you know I think find some meaning to that loss and, and it provides it helps in the grieving process to know that that yes, they're gone, but but they can live on and help others live on and and I think the the thing you know when I'm struck by Andrew's story, I think organ and tissue donation, you know, I think the one thing it gives is a thing that none of us can create any more of. And that's time. You know, time to to be with your loved ones, time to not spend time, you know, getting dialysis, time to, to hug and to live and to love. And so I think those are the the overall reasons why why all of us should should consider organ donation. And I, I think you're I think you're right on that family
0: aspect of it that um I've had patients in the intensive care unit over my 25 year career where they're septic, they're infected. They, so they really can't, their heart and their lungs and their kidneys got damaged with their illness. And it comes to that orchestrating that end of life issues and the family, always speaks and says, can they be an organ donor? You know, and I think what they're looking for is something to say this, this meant more than just him or her, whatever the patient is. And I think you're absolutely right that, that, that is a sense of, closure and something positive coming from a, a, a sometimes a very sad, negative experience. Yeah, indeed. Well, we we started the podcast with the, the DOT story of marking your license as an organ donor. Um, and I will confirm that Elizabeth does have that mark now. When I explained to her, they weren't just going to take her organs out. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what, what, are, so what are some other steps that... Listeners could say, "I want, I want to do that. I, I want to do, donate organs. You know, there's people that don't religiously donate blood. You know, we need more of them, quite honestly. Um, especially if you're B positive, that's low right now. So, if any listeners be positive, please go donate blood. But what, uh, what else can someone do to
2: be called it to to be an organ donor? So, you mentioned the easiest way is when you when you get your driver's license, you can designate that then. So that's one that's that's the easiest way and the majority uh, of most donors. That's that's the way they designate it. Um, The other thing you can do is you can go online with the Iowa Donor Network or with UNOS, the the National Agency for Organ Donation and register there. Um, Other thing to do is, you know, those are kind of the formal steps, Dr. Arnold. The other thing to do, though, in addition to that and and uh, is to have a conversation with your family. And let them know that you know what organ donation and organ and tissue donation means to you, and that that is your wish to make that happen. Um, because as we mentioned, sometimes these these decisions are being made out of you know out of tragedy or, or really sad circumstances. And you want to if you want your final wishes to be uh, honored, then you don't want the first conversation to happen during that tragic situation. You want your family to go into it to know to say that you know my family knows definitely I want to be an organ donor. Right. Um, so when my wife and boys walk into that room, if, if they have to make that decision, I've already made it for them. Right. And, and I've right. taken that load off their shoulders. So so register, you know, with the DOT or online. And then, like I said, have that conversation with your loved ones so they they really truly know what what you want. Well, that's
0: that's great advice. And I think
2: that will benefit
0: uh, the listeners. So, Andrew, this question for you is how how did this how did this change your life and change your relationship with the person that received your organ.
1: So yeah, um, Lisa and I weren't really friends prior to this. We were we were acquaintances. We you know we knew who the other one was, but um, we developed this tremendous bond and definitely a lifelong friend. Um, I would say that. People say what a great gift that I gave to Lisa, but she gave me a wonderful gift too by allowing me to be a part of her kidney journey. Um, I'm definitely not the same person I was a year ago. It's it's just really transformed my life.
0: That is that is outstanding. That's a that's a great 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 thing for you and a gift for both of you. Really, a gift not only yes. with extending time to her life, but a gift for you and being able to help and make it a friend. Eric, Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today, uh, sharing your stories. Once again, this is Andrea Hunter, a living kidney donor and a patient access lead at Jones Regional Medical Center and the CEO of Jones Regional Medical Center, Eric Briesmeister, who also uh, joined the uh, uh, Iowa Donor Network board. And like I said before, he belongs to a lot of boards and a busy guy. And so this is your passion about this. I love that. Uh, For more information about giving life, visit iowadonornetwork.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.